0: Welcome to Christ's Covenant Chapel podcast with Reverend Kingsley Ayesu. We are a Bible-believing church with the sole purpose of positively impacting our generation. We are elated that you joined us. Wherever you connecting from, we believe your life will not be the same. Now let's tune in to today's life-changing message. Hello friends. Thank you for taking time off to hang out with me this week. If this broadcast is a blessing to you, please go ahead and share it with others. After all, it's been said that sharing is caring. So if you care about someone, then share this. All right. Last week, we started looking at distractions, and I promised you we will continue. This week, um, I gathered some of my thoughts from an article written by Colton Jansen originally published at uh, livingforjesus.com. So, first of all, when we say distractions, exactly what are we talking about? Distraction is anything that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. In this case, we're talking about your purpose, your assignment, your destiny, God. Consider this. What would your life look like? If you fulfilled your purpose, your destiny, and your assignment? And what would it look like if your purpose was stolen? What would happen if your calling was cancelled? Are you in need of a change? Friends, distraction is a work of the enemy. I think the number one way the enemy tries to devour us is by distracting us from our purpose and our assignment. This is a truth the enemy would want you to be ignorant of because truth is freedom. Remember, Jesus Christ said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So truth is freedom. Freedom is of God and freedom always produces purpose. When we are living a life of purpose, then we are living in God's will. The enemy hates this. He hates to see people like you and I living out purpose, working alongside God to set captives free, to give back, to serve the need of others, to live peacefully in community and to love. To begin to even scratch the face of distractions before you can move on dealing with it, I believe one of the key things you need to do is to identify that the enemy is behind distractions identifying the fact that the enemy is behind the distractions that lead you off your god-given path is life-changing last week we talked about the fact that you can be distracted by good things We used Martha as a prime example in John chapter 11 of being distracted by good good works. Martha was distracted by good works. Her intentions were good. Jesus was there and she wanted to serve him. But while doing so, she forgot that the most important thing at that moment in that season was spending time with Jesus. She got so distracted by everything else she wanted to do for the Lord that she forfeited simply being with him. Today, I want us to continue with the list of things that distract us. The next one I want to talk about today is money. Money, 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 money. I am sure you all could have guessed this one would be on the list. You see, money itself is not a distraction in our work with God. The love of money is. There are even some who serve God for money. Serving God is not wrong, but their motive behind it is wrong. Please, ladies and gentlemen, don't allow the pursuit for money to distract you from God and your purpose. In a nutshell, trust God. He will take care of you. That doesn't mean we should quit our jobs or not earn an income. We just need to realize that God is more important. Our purpose, our destiny, our assignment is far more capable. It, I mean, it's far more important. And God is, is, is far more capable of taking care of us than we are. The next one is big. It's, it's media or social media social media. This is probably one of the biggest distractions for me personally right now. I can spend hours watching a basketball game on TV when I know I should be praying, returning a call or writing a message. It is so easy, friends, to get caught up in the media. And when I say media, I am referring to the internet, TV, movies, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, music, video games, magazines, video, uh, music videos, you name it, all of it. Broad, I know, I know I'm being broad by, hey, I'm only making a list of things to look out for here so I can be a bit broad, right? Everywhere we turn, some sort of social media is right in our face. And very often, it is littered with immorality. Students have failed exams because of media. Lawyers have lost cases because of media. Husbands or wives have lost marriages because of media, because of social media. People have lost destiny helpers because of social media. The list goes on and on and on. Please, don't be distracted by the social media. There are are faithful church uh, 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 goers or faithful Christians who have stopped paying tithe because some blogger went on social media and spelled out some nonsense. And because of that, they have stopped tithing. They have stopped uh, 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 serving God with their resources. Some have even stopped going to church because some blogger said something on social media. The next distraction is relationships. I'm sure you knew this one will be here too. Every kind of relationship has the potential to fall into this category. Friends, parents, siblings, spouses, girlfriends and boyfriends, children, co-workers, bosses, etc. We can allow any of these relationships to distract us from purpose and from God. Ladies and gentlemen, Our greatest need in life is not money or things. Our greatest need in life is meaningful relationships. I know that. I have taught this. I have preached this. I have done podcasts on it. I know it. It is through our relationships that we are connected to the world. And it is our human nature to have them because we are relational. But when we allow any one of these relationships to become more important to us than our relationship with God and our purpose. Well. Well. Then they become a distraction. Remember, God calls us to love one another. 1 John 3, 11. So when we do, it is an act of obedience to him. But don't forget to make God number one in the process. I would have to say the relationship with the most danger of becoming a distraction from our work with God and destiny and purpose will be that of a boyfriend or girlfriend or a spouse. These relationships in their nature demand the most time. And that is why it's extremely important that they are centered around God. I mean, let the relationship be centered around God. Don't let it be centered around the relationship. If they aren't, you will see your work with God spiraling downwards. That is, if the relationship is not centered around God. In a nutshell, what I'm saying is that relationships are extremely important, yes, but our relationship with God is of the most importance. Remember that. The next distraction is our careers. Work, work, work. What a distraction this can be. And I'm not just referring to a job. I mean everything from a job to leading youth group or Bible study or anything else. It is so easy to get caught up in our duties. But the most important thing is that, again, we don't forget God in the process. And we do it for the glory of God. Do not allow it to be a distraction. The next one is our hobbies. Oh, Lord, I love hobbies. I have a huge range of them from playing golf and reading, games, sports, and numerous others. The dangerous thing about them is that they can consume a lot of our time and they become distractions. Don't allow it to become a distraction. The next distraction is desiring a blessing from God. I know that sounds so innocent. That sounds like a very good thing, doesn't it? Yes. But I have to be honest. This is an easy trap to fall into, at least for me. It can be so easy to pray for a specific thing over and over again and again, but forget about spending time with God and forget about our destiny and our purpose. I knew this lady who was believing God for a child. She got so desperate that she was literally willing to sacrifice her soul for a child. And please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with desiring a child or having a child. It, it, I mean, I'm not saying that. I hope you, you understand that. But we can very easily start treating God like a vending machine. And we just go to him when we want something. But we don't follow him the rest of our lives. And we don't care about him. It gets so Bad to a point where whenever you're in church and we say, let us pray, that is what we pray about. When we say, let's worship, that is what we are praying about. Don't let our desires or a blessing from God become a distraction. The last thing I want to talk about is ourselves. Interestingly, this is the last one on the list of distractions and possibly the most likely to distract us. Because wherever you go, you carry yourself with you. We are by nature sinful. And if we live by our nature, we will not get close to God. That is why we need to die to ourselves and live in Christ according to Romans chapter 6 and verse 11. But no matter what we do, there will be a constant battle within ourselves between the flesh and the spirit. Romans seven fifteen to 21 tells us that that is why we need to constantly allow God to search our heart and to purify it. Psalm 139, 23 and verse 24 tells us. So, how do we deal with distractions? I know someone's going to like, oh, go, brother, I hear what you're saying, but how do I deal with these distractions? The first thing I want you to do is that be aware of the distraction. Be aware of it. Just, just be aware of it because change takes place at the intersection of awareness and action. Change takes place at the intersection of awareness and action. Can you acknowledge today that the devil wants to destroy your life? Can you acknowledge that he does this through distractions in your life? Are you ready to take some action to get back on track? So what I'm saying is that be aware of the distraction acknowledge that it is there i am being uh, uh, distracted by sports by, by by social media by money by this just acknowledge that it is there most often what leads to the distraction is detractors detractors you see detractors are distractors what is a detractor It is someone or something that doesn't bring good into your world. Instead, they only bring negativity. A detractor can be a person, it can be a place, or it can be a thing that doesn't want us to win, to thrive, to progress, to grow, or to be successful, or to fulfill our purpose. They would rather detract us from our destiny by distracting us death. Detractors can be people who hate on you. They hurt you or bring you down. They don't care for you. They don't support you or wish the best for you. Detractors can also be places. Places that bring about emotions that keep you stuck in your old ways. Places that bring you or, 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 or remind you of a mindset that produces only negativity. Put you around people you know are not good for you. Place images and/or thoughts in your mind that paralyze your growth and maturation. Detractors can be people, it can be places, but it can also be things. Things that keep you bound in shame, things that continually remind you of your past, things that put you in a depressive or anxious state. Remember. Detractors are distractors. There's nothing wrong with removing detractors from your life. Or in fact, it is the best way to live. So what people are detractors in your life? What places are detractors in your life? What things are detractors in your life? It is great to know that distractions can destroy us. It is great to be aware of the detractors and the distraction. But how do we begin to distance ourselves from the distraction and move ever closer to our destiny and our purpose? Our goal in overcoming distractions is to choose the correct action. Focus up. Love yourself. Lay aside the distractions, whether it is people, places or things your calling, your destiny, your future, your your purpose is worth it. Focus, focus, focus. What is focus? Brother King, when you say focus, what do you mean? Focus is selective attention. It means I am making a decision to select what I'm giving my attention to and what I am not going to give my attention to. Focus means I am choosing to ignore one thing so I can address another thing of more importance to me in this season. This is your season where you need to choose what you are going to ignore so you can give your attention to what is more important. See, one of the ways the enemy uses to destroy us, deter us and discourage us is by distracting us. Distractions don't always show up looking like distractions. You can't always look at them and see distraction. Sometimes distractions show up looking like opportunities. Example, Mary. She saw an opportunity. She was like, This is an opportunity to serve the master. I want to serve her. But it became a distraction every right opportunity doesn't come at the right time for you not every opportunity is right for you in this season put yourself in a position to live your best life love yourself You love yourself by surrounding yourself with positive people, not distractors. You love yourself by putting yourself in the best places to live free, stay free and fulfill your purpose. You love yourself by removing things that bring you down and keep you stuck. Loving yourself is the key to staying focused and not living distracted. Do you find yourself being easily distracted from the important things in your life? Namely, God, your purpose and your assignment. Do something about it today, my friend. Identify that distraction and do something about it now. Tomorrow will be too late. As I wrap up this week, I want to indulge you for a moment. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this short prayer with me. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin and recognize that your mercy and grace are gifts you offer to me because of your great love, not based on anything I have done. Cleanse me and make me your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart as the Son of God and as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me live for you with you in control. In your precious name, Amen. Friend, if you said this prayer, you are born again into the family of God. It is that simple. Please find a Bible-believing church to attend. If you have any questions, please reach us at 763 763- If you are ever in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, come on and fellowship with us at 5452 to Pond Avenue North in Brooklyn Center and God will bless you. Before I sign-off, remember that God loves you. I love you and there is nothing you can do about it. Until we meet again, keep on keeping on. I will see you at the top, for that is where you belong. Shalom. Thank you for connecting with us today. For more of this content, be sure to subscribe, share, and comment. Engage with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Join us same time next week on our next episode.